This is Calvin Kemp, editor of the Twin Geeks. I'm absolutely delighted to present this conversation on Alien on stage. Just a for sure highlight of South by Southwest. Um, as a lover of Alien and workers creating art and eccentric documentaries, uh, I found so much to love. And I hope you love this uh, conversation with its directors, Danielle Kumar and Lucy Harvey. Just both absolutely delightful. Love this. And remember, on stage, everyone could hear you scream. Well, uh, let's just start with the origins of Alien on stage and how you both got involved. Okay. Um, <clears throat> shall I start? Yeah, Lucy, you, you do the. Okay, so I have a friend. I lived in London. Danielle and I lived in the same house in London, and we had a group of friends. And one of them is called Andy Button. And he went to Dorset to visit a new girlfriend. And when they were in the supermarket, he saw the poster saying Alien Stage Adaptation, an amateur production. And he just wigged out because he couldn't quite believe his luck that he'd seen this poster. It just seemed so out of the ordinary. So he came back and told us all about it and then discovered that they had a blog. So we followed the blog for a couple of weeks, oh, a couple of months. Oh. waiting to see what they would post next, little clip it, clips of rehearsal footage that showed, I don't know, didn't show anything about how they were going to achieve the film. It just showed them, you know, in their normal clothes, doing like lines of dialogue of Alien. And um, it just became just mesmerising and we became obsessed. And um, we knew that they only had four shows just at the weekends and uh, a friend of mine and I were hungover on a Saturday morning and he revealed to me that if, if he was ever going to see this show, it would have to be tonight because he, he's not free any other night that they should play. So we ummed and aahed on the sofa for a very long time about whether it would be ridiculous to drive all the way from London to Dorset because it's nearly a three hour drive um, to go to this, whatever it was, Village Hall amateur production of Alien um, and we literally left it till the last minute and realised that it was now or never and we absolutely have to go and see it so we ran we literally ran to the tube station and then ran to his car that was parked somewhere outside North London and then bombed it at 90 miles an hour to Dorset to, <laughs> to get to this little village hall where it was pre pretty much empty <laughs> <laughs> it's like 10 people in the audience and we just sat at the back watching it with our holding our breath hoping we didn't know what we were hoping for we we're just hoping it would be good somehow <laughs> most of the documentary covers after that like uh, once you guys have like contacted them and uh, gone through yes. it but what was that very early showing of the stage show like uh, with, with so few people was it was it much different than what we see oh, completely different because <laughs> the only people in the audience that sort of had a connection with it. it was me and my friend and um it was just like they it was Nobody's empty atmosphere it, was, wasn't there there was no atmosphere and there's also this fear that um they didn't realize that a lot of what they were doing had a comedy element because they were taking it very seriously and there was just this anxiety that I hope that it's okay to find it as entertaining as we're finding it. Uh, and it wasn't until the end when we went and like met them all um, and congratulated them that 
we kind of navigated this really unusual space where we were so proud of them and we were so impressed, but also it's hilariously entertaining for them to accept that and go, right, well, we were doing it as a serious horror. They really were doing it as a serious horror. Um, and they adapted to that very, very quickly. And because um, most of the guys in this performance don't take themselves very seriously. It was, it's the... Um, the younger crew who put so much effort into getting all the details exactly right, that really gave it this incredible mix of high quality seriousness and something else. It's just this bizarre hybrid. Um, and they, you know, eventually just adapted to the idea of what they created that it, 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 it of course is hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, and then they moved on and, the, and, and, that, and that's what you see in the, in the final show. Would you say that they've become aware and that um, they're in on the joke by the ending, would you say? Yeah, and I don't even think it's a joke. Like, this, no, no, this, not a joke. This is the thing. It's like they, it wasn't until an audience saw them that they recognised the combination that they created and then they just accepted it completely and had the best time ever. And they, they their first thoughts were just like, it's amazing that you love us so much and we're just so happy that you're having a good time and that you're enjoying our show. The show's really about these workers making a piece of amazing fan art. Um, what was it like watching them create it into a, a kind of larger spectacle? And what does it mean for workers to make art and then to document that? Um, well, this is what we think is like the most important part of the documentary is to show that this, this, this need to express yourself outside of the rigors of a regular job and being a bus driver is a very regimental, organized, routine job where you have to be on time every day and you, there's no flexibility. You've got your route and you can't deviate from that route. And that's why I found it so beautiful that they came every weekend for nearly a year and used all of their free time to just pour themselves into this project and it got bigger than they could ever imagine but they I don't know just for me it shows this necessity to be able to work as a community on something creative without any of these rigorous pressures of a, a regular job and that gave them a really good way of doing that and exploring then their talents things that they didn't realize they could achieve I appreciate that it also, um, you come to find that they're very interesting characters too. Of course, like your bus driver, you, you'll remember some bus drivers, just they'll tell you stories as they go. And uh, these seem like those kind of guys, they're just a very interesting people. I wonder if you have any anecdotes, anything funny to share about uh, your experience working with them? <laughs> uh, well, they've all got their own personalities. Yeah, um, there's it's just really good fun people to be around. Like we just had a lot of time when we go to the pub and they just get the drinks in and going for fags and just a lot of what we call in the UK bants banter. Just a lot of like entertaining, taking the piss out of each other, taking the Mickey. Just constant, yeah, barrage of having fun and just being kind of silly and which kind of goes in with you know, not taking themselves too seriously for a lot of it. Like they just know to have a good time. And that just came out really well on camera because they just weren't really phased by anything. And they weren't phased by us putting a camera in front of their face. They were just, you know, able to be themselves and to just, you know, enjoy the process. And what you see on camera is basically what you get with them. They're just really fun, relaxed people and they like having a good time. 
Yeah. And we got the to nice enjoy things, that as well. The nice things that the nice little things that we discovered because we just thought, oh, these guys are brilliant. But then when we went to each of their homes, we were just really like ecstatic at how brilliant they truly are, like their level of kind of idiosyncratic kind of uniqueness. And the best, oh, they're all good, but one that really stood out is when we discovered that Sue is the stunt double for Ash. And the reason they chose her is because she's so much shorter than everybody else. And she was a very reluctant stunt double. She didn't really want to get involved. But when we went to the house to find out more about them, we discovered two things about her. Because she's so much smaller than everybody else, she has to open her bust with a wooden spoon, like an extension on her arm, <laughs> to be able to get to get in and out of the bus. Because the, the the way to get into the bus, you have to press a button at the top of the bus door. <laughs> and then and then we found out that this kind of like I don't know, she didn't. She just seemed so unassuming. Discovered that she's a really massive motorbike head, and she's got a fully custom made Harley Davidson that's like her hobby and all the leathers and and we're like oh my god she's the stunt double and she's the only one that's like actually does anything like remotely related to her job like her role so we just love that that lovely parallel when we had her filmed holding her helmet on her bike in a sort of stunt rider pose and then we cut it with her holding her fake head <laughs> on the stage as the stunt double so that was a lovely uh, discovery so how did it really come about to like shoot a documentary? Was it um, sitting in the pub with this banter that you guys uh, came about on this process? Did you meet with them after the show? Um, we had a little interaction with them afterwards um, in Wimborne. And as Lisa was saying, there was a mutual respect and excitement about the show and about them. And then it was basically Lucy who managed to... Um, thought that basically they should get another performance like the show in Wimborne it you know as we said the audience wasn't really that engaged with it and how sad it is if, if this show didn't get anybody to see it you know that was it that would have been pretty heartbreaking so there was an idea to maybe bring them to London where we knew that there would be an audience who would really appreciate them and appreciate the show um, and so through a series of events it happened that 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 happened to be the Leicester Square Theatre and that's when that was the crux point of like, okay, this is going to be something. This is going to be something that we should make a film about. This is going to be a really interesting story. People are going to watch it, want to watch it. So that point was when we were at home. We we used to share a flat together, and we um, yeah decided that this would be a documentary that we would make. I twisted Danielle's arm. She didn't have any recording equipment whatsoever, but I literally hounded her, and she's like, okay, I'm going to buy the equipment, <laughs> and we went down and did it. <laughs> How did the actors feel about being documented? Was it, do they feel good about what, what came out of the process? Um, and how did they really reflect on like the act of being documented, creating this thing? They've on the whole really positive. We had um, a rough cut screening with them and took the film back to Dorset for them to all see what we'd done to get their blessing before we put it out into the world. And um, pretty much all of them arrived for the for the rough cut screening and we were just a bit concerned you know you know it's all about them and are they there's so many of them are they going to be okay with it and um they just gave us the thumbs up and said they absolutely loved it and then when they realized the the level of the appreciation that was coming from the reviews from the first screening that happened in london um they were just elated they they realized how loved they are 
um, and all of them were, were elated. Um, now it's going into the big, big, wide, wide world. <laughs> it's like that was the, you know that was the first re reveal. Who knows how it's going to impact on them going forward? But at this stage, they're just quite excited about it. And I do have a feeling it'll be very big because, uh, well, I follow all the documentaries closely. It's like my favorite form of filmmaking. So I'm, oh, I'm ecstatic cool. because I've always been the lifelong alien fan. I just can't wait to get the word out about this. Um, yeah. I guess you could, if you could run me through, like, what were the challenges of like doing a Kickstarter and having a collaborative process from like top to bottom with the stage production uh, down to your audience? Um, and what was it like just like going through the campaign and once you realized that it was funded? Oh. Well, I think um, <clears throat> the Kickstarter, yeah, we were just, um, there was a bit of a gap between when we filmed it to when we did the Kickstarter. Okay. And a lot of that is just being kind of unsure of the best way to get some money to make it, to do it, and not really knowing exactly how we're going to tackle it and what's the best route to go. Um, and Kickstarter just seemed like a really good good way to do it. Um, and crowdfunding in general, but specifically Kickstarter, I think is really good for for filmmaking. Yeah. When we were choosing, one of the reasons we chose Kickstarter is because it, it's directly linked to the US. Um, and uh, we just instinctively decided that we want people in America to know that this exists as soon as possible. And that really paid off. So we, it was one of our deciding factors to choose Kickstarter over any other crowdfunding uh, platform. And uh, we got a, an amazing donation within the first couple of weeks from um, our now executive producer, Adam F. Goldberg. So that was just a really good big stroke of luck <laughs> that Kickstarter kind of connected us with the with America. Um, so yeah, that was a really good start to our campaign. And then the process itself is really labor intensive because you've got to create so much content to keep people interested. So um, that was an interesting, um, stretch of our creativity and um a lot of lucky breaks as well because i'm um, it was during the 40th anniversary of alien when we did our kickstarter so we were able to sort of tie that into our kickstarter campaign and i went to the 40th anniversary um had what was it the 4k screening the new yeah and i bumped into a lot of kind of cosplay characters and made friends with them all on Instagram and discovered one of them has a replica Nostromo uh, <laughs> that he's hand built in a little lockup kind of shop. It's not particularly big, but he's created these little miniature, but life-size versions of parts of the Nostromo. So he let me do part of the Kickstarter campaign in there and I kind of reenacted different characters. And I even did Sigourney Weaver in her pants just next to the, as she's about to get into the cryo chamber for the final push of the campaign. <laughs> so yeah, we put everything into that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been following it since I'm a bit of an alien head. So I was like, I was thinking as soon as it launched, should I, should I contact you guys? And I'm, I'm glad I waited and got to see the movie first. Uh, yeah. I'm grateful that it exists out in the world. Um, well, did you both have a lot of context uh, for the alien property before this? I mean, were you fans and I mean, was that kind of what drew you to it? And uh, did you need to clear anything to get to uh, some of the alien material in the film? Only since making this documentary have I really appreciated the film Alien. I'd seen it before, but I think I was quite young and 
didn't quite engage with it on a level. My favorite film was Aliens. That's the one that really got me and got me terrified. Since watching it, I've seen it loads and it's an incredible film, Alien. Um, Lucy, you were a big fan. Yeah, um, I, I, I appreciated the film very much. And again, Alien stuck in my mind more. I think it was just more of our sort of time when we were sort of young teenagers. Um, but I knew the film Alien, so only because I knew the film Alien were we so keen to go and see how this group of bus drivers would reenact it because I knew the film so well. I was just like, how on earth are they going to do any of these things? It's such an elaborate, gothic, you know, beautifully designed horror with incredible, you know, special effects. It's like, how are they going to do that? So, yeah, knowing the film Alien is the only reason why we wanted to go and see how they were going to do it. And what was your, oh, the IP rights. Um, yeah. We're still in talks yeah, about that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I know is that maybe placeholder, and would probably be my only critique for the film, would be the ending is so fast I had to keep uh, freeze-framing it uh, to read the slides there. Uh, was that just a placeholder ending, and do you plan to do something else for the ending of the movie? Do you mean the... That was how we intended it. So basically you're okay. not supposed to know that there's text there to read until you freeze frame it. So that okay. was that was a an idea that thought, because if you look at the original, when they cut to the original shot at the end, that's kind of got text in the background. So the idea is that you're not that interested and then maybe you read it. But yeah, okay. maybe you, it was going to be went straight in there. Was like, I need to read this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to pause it and rewind a little bit. One of them repeated. I was, I was confused for a moment. Um, there's a, would you say the act of like documenting this manifested itself at all in the production? Um, like given that it adds another element to the show and another background, of course, being on film is a performance itself. Um, how do you feel that changed what they were already doing with the show? It was the only, the only thing that changed. Well, I think they had more confidence it, and it came across because the energy was so intense and there was it was so buzzy in that theatre that you couldn't escape the intensity of it. And I think that really ramped up their performance. Um, it was the same performance as they did in Wimborne, just with a bit more energy. And they really made space for the audience's reaction, mm -hmm. which I thought was almost like consummate professional, the way they handled that. So every reaction that came from the audience, all the cheers and the oohs and the, everything that they said, the, the people on stage made space for that, lapped it up, kind of like didn't overdo it, responded a little bit, but it was just a beautiful interaction that, that I think never to be repeated, to be honest, but completely unique to the show we saw in Wimborne. They didn't have any of that energy. So that's, that's what changed it. Well, it's still very early on, but I think it's fairly safe to say this will be my favorite of the festival because it's one I've been following for a long time. And Aww. I just love your movie. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, Thank you. So how did you hear about it? Sorry, just um, I did hear about it through the Kickstarter and I had followed like all the little alien productions, the, the high school one that went on in New Jersey and then then this one in Dorset. Honestly, I, I'm an alien head. I, I kind of follow these things. And oh, nice. To them. And I just love the movie so much. I was much like this interview, I think I was grinning ear to ear the entire time. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well, that was the plan. That's why we made the film. <laughs> and then uh, I guess uh, the last uh, question, a uh, very important one, 
when can we expect aliens on stage? <laughs> well, I wonder about this because I, I believe that if these guys were ever to do anything like that again, they need they need money and financial support because it's all very well doing it as a one-off, but mm-hmm. as a continued thing, they're full they have full-time jobs. It's not like they're gonna someone's gonna <laughs> hand them a massive paycheck and they can do this full time. So I don't know. We'd have to do another crowdfunder, I think, to be able to ensure that they can come back without losing their jobs. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. I, I hope everyone gets to see this. If not at South by Southwest, uh, I'm going to keep promoting it because I oh, love this movie. Oh, so kind. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's really lovely of you. <laughs>